What is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. I just have to say, I am so, so grateful that you are here. I do not take it lightly that you hang with me every week, that you are opening your mind, your heart, your spirit to the content that is delivered here, and that you are using this to uplift your spirit, to heal your soul, to to grow truly and to put this into practice. And I am so inspired and encouraged by all of you. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I want to invite you to do that. That's how you can know when bonus episodes become available, when interviews happen, when just a new episode Uh, is posted. You'll know first. It's also a beautiful way to continue to spread the love. When you subscribe, when you rate it, give me five stars, leave a review, leave a comment. It's how this podcast gets into the minds and hearts of more people, especially when they need to hear it most. So thank you in advance. If you do go ahead and do that, you will also get a copy of the God's Vibes Matter devotional. It is a 30-day inner journey with God. I will send that over to you for free. So make sure that when you do subscribe, when you rate the podcast, when you leave a review, you go to julianapage.com and click on the podcast page and a form will pop up there and I'll make sure to get that devotional over to you. But thank you, thank you, thank you. This work is challenging. (laughs) This work will definitely change your life when you put it into practice. And I'm just so, so proud of the work that you are doing and you showing up for yourself and even being able just to receive this content. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right, let's talk about this message today. This one started bubbling up and I'm like, ooh, yep time. Let's talk about it. So it's really going to be diving into what people, what many are unwilling to do. When you are called, when you are a leader, when you are a pioneer, often this means you have to be willing to do what many are unwilling to do and simply won't do. You've heard this often in habits, you know, if you just do a little bit more than what the average person won't do, you're already in the top percent of people, right? So, you know, if somebody knows to do something, but they don't do it, that doesn't serve them at all. But many people know what to do, they just don't do it at all. And there's no advancement in that, there's no progress in that, there's no change in that. It shouldn't be a surprise, but many of us, there's definitely been seasons too, where I knew what to do, but I wasn't doing it. Maybe I didn't know how. I wasn't willing to. I'm sure I had an excuse of some kind or all of them, (laughs) right? And I have found in doing the work that I do, particularly one-on-one, specifically one-on-one with folks, that unless you have two things, unless you are ready and unless you are willing, you're not going to do the work. You're just not going to do the work. But along with that, it's an interesting thing because... Many times, we don't think we're ever ready. (laughs) So this is something that you really do need discernment because there definitely is the seasons and the times to be aware of because God might have you in a healing season and that might not be the time to be building or God might have you in a building season and that might not be the time to be really, you know, out networking and socializing. He might want you to have nose to the grind building something and be really, really focused. So it's very important to know through discernment, which comes as a gift from God, right? To know what season you're in so that you can actually do what you're required to do. But truly, if you are not ready to do the work, you're not going to do it. And if you think you're ready, but you're not willing to do the work, it ain't going to work. Okay, so those are just things that I know. But I'm going to talk about a couple of different things and we're going to tie it together. All right. So first and foremost, a lot of things that I recognize, not only from, you know, my own journey, but also through working with a lot of folks is that we have this tendency to talk so brutally to ourselves. And and often this is supported by the world. I know that I came from an athletic background, so a lot of times 
criticism and this harsh self-talk were a way to quote unquote motivate you into action. But that's not really a strategy for success because the more you bully yourself, I don't know about you, but it talks me out of action, right? It, it sort of just debilitates one. It doesn't inspire one into action. And if you've heard me speak on this before, you've heard me say people are motivated to change for two reasons. Number one, pain. <laughs> they are desperate to get out of pain. The pain has become so unbearable that they've got to change. That makes them ready and willing. This pain hurts too much. Owie, right? I've got to get out of it. So I'm going to go change. Or two, they're inspired. And a lot of times inspiration comes from exposure. You're exposed to something different, right? So for me in my own journey, being exposed to God completely changed my life. (laughs) There was so much that I didn't even know was possible until I ran into God. Okay, so that opened my worldview. And once I had that worldview open, there was no going back, right? You can't unknow what you know, right? You now just become responsible for it. So people change for those two reasons. But a lot of times we talk down to ourselves so much that we talk ourselves out of change. So who am I to create that? How am I ever going to do that? That that works for those people, but that doesn't work for me. I don't have the education. I don't have the resources. And we just really let fear be the loudest voice in our brain. Or we let the voices of our haters or of the critics be so, so loud in our brain that it debilitates us. But there really does come a point where you have to rise up and start speaking back to the lies. You don't let your mind think thoughts that God doesn't think about you. You set a new standard that you're not going to partner with what God doesn't say about you. You're going to start studying and understanding and becoming more familiar with what God says, and you're going to start activating that truth by using your mouth, using your words, right? The kingdom is voice activated. So you want to start speaking truth over your world. So I have a story about this. I am actually right now, which is really exciting. I don't even know how this started happening, to be honest with you, but we are almost done. And I'll just share it here first. But I am finishing an audiobook for the very first book that I wrote, which is so wild to be reading it now from having lived through it all to having healed through it <laughs> to having written about it to now having grown so much more since I initially wrote it and now reading it from the place that I am today. Absolutely wild. But I was reading a story just the other day where I went to Philadelphia. I did something called the Philadelphia Program. And this program was sort of a Philadelphia experience, but it's a setup that's very similar to MTV Real World, where literally, if you remember that show, you would go to Philadelphia in Center City, you would find roommates, find a place to live, furnish this place, interview for jobs, get a job, land a job, right? And take classes at this Philadelphia center that was in Center City and essentially report on it the entire time with a mentor so that you could be rated for it or given feedback and get credit for it for school, right? So it was sort of a alternative to studying abroad. This was like the real world version, which I thought I needed when I was a sophomore in undergrad. So there was a particular experience during this time I was working for a production company that was producing all sorts of shows for HGTV, TLC, that sort of um, network. And I was given an assignment to transcribe adoption stories, which was really interesting because I actually am adopted. So that was wasn't sure necessarily what God was doing with that at the time. But it wasn't a very healthy environment. There was a lot of gossip. It was a very open floor plan. So you could experience all types of energy in that space. The person that was my boss technically was not a, we'll say mature leader, was definitely not a servant leader, was not intimately involved in any of the details of what life looked like for me. (laughs) 
just was not, you know, happy with what she was doing. She might have even been in transition from just doing a job. You could tell, you know what I mean? You're just here getting through the day. So I wasn't really on her radar, but she was in a position to give me feedback. So she gave me feedback and it was something like, you know, like you, you showed up and you did a really good job, but I think what would make you more effective is if you, you know, acted like you enjoyed it a little more. I think if anything, when you go into things in the future, you should really just fake it, even if you don't feel like it, so that you just give the impression that you want to be where you are. And I'm like, that wasn't projection. I don't know what was, but it was really interesting feedback, right? So I remember my mentor was sitting there with me. He came and was, you know, allowing her to give me a review. And that was one of the things that she had said is basically like, you need to fake it and that will help you advance in your career. So I think he could sense that I was not buying what she was saying. Although I was like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I need to be more whatever you're telling me to be. So he took me out of that space. We had walked out together and he basically like put his hands on my shoulders and looked me dead in the eyes. And he was like, listen, don't you ever, don't you ever let anyone tell you who you have to be or what you have to do. Don't ever let anyone tell you that. And he's like, you know, the thing that struck me about you is that you don't say a whole lot, but when you speak, you can silence a room. So he must have gleaned this from classes that I was in. I was very, what you would consider probably shy, kept to myself for sure, just, you know, was there on a mission to, to learn, to really get through that season, which was probably one of the hardest of my entire life. And I was really struggling, but I'm sharing this story because this man saw me. He saw that words are powerful and he saw that somebody telling me who to be or what I have to do to be successful, I was vulnerable to that. And that I was willing to take that advice and willing to like bend and flex and just people please or, you know, depend on feedback from other people to be successful. He saw that I was vulnerable and he didn't let me even have minutes to absorb that into my spirit. He immediately cut it off and essentially said, you know, one of the greatest things about you is your, what you do know and what you do say, it's powerful. You have a strong voice and nobody had ever told me that in my entire life. I had heard things about how I should write, (laughs) how my story is crazy and I should definitely write it down someday or I should be journaling. But nobody had told me that I had a powerful voice and I was so quiet, so quiet. I would never speak up, but it was powerful whenever I did. So I thought about that and that has never escaped me. I don't really remember more details of that relationship and that mentorship, but I remember that he refused to let me be diminished or shrink in that moment based off what somebody was saying. And it was so, so powerful. And I just want you to think about that. Words in our lives can build us up or they can tear us down, but it's not always the words that are coming from other people. A majority of that is the words that we are speaking over ourselves every day that we haven't even been still enough to recognize that those are holding us back. Like, who are you to speak to yourself that way? Who are you to talk down to yourself like that? Who are you to say what's impossible when God says all things are possible, right? Who are you to be speaking that over your life? And greater still, what is it costing you? What is it costing you? Like all of this fear that you continue to entertain and give airtime in your mind, all of these thoughts that you keep thinking that are just bullying yourself, disqualifying yourself, tearing yourself down. When have those ever helped you progress? When have those ever helped you advance? And even let's, you know, let's play devil's advocate. Even if, let's say it motivated you to push more, a lot of times when we push more, it leads to burnout or injury of some kind because we're not in alignment. We are not partnering with truth. And whatever you partner with does bear fruit. Whatever you are sowing with your words, because your words create worlds, whatever you are sowing with your words you will see a harvest of, maybe not tomorrow, because the same day you plant the seed isn't when you see the fruit, but you will see a harvest of it. 
So something that I did recently was I created a declaration deck and what this is, it didn't exist and I thought it needed to. (laughs) So that's how that happened. But I had been somebody that knew very much that the way I was talking to myself was not healthy. And I took that from bad programming from people around me. I took that from, as I mentioned, athletics and just, you know, not managing my mind, not being accountable to what's going on in my head and not realizing for quite a few years that I'm not my thoughts. I'm just a thinker of them. I couldn't distinguish the difference. I thought that like what I was thinking was just a reflection of who I am. So at any rate, I had really been fascinated by words. I love words, right? So in studying words, affirmations I thought were powerful, but I never could get them to work for me. I was like, I'm reading this, but nothing is happening. I'm reading this and I'm not feeling anything. I'm reading this and it's like, I forget it tomorrow. Like, it's just not sticking. I don't get it. Like, and I watch these videos, people tell you the power of affirmation, but I'm like, ugh, like it ain't working. So then when I started reading the word of God, right, I came across a couple things. One, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not just hearing YouTube or hearing, you know, a reel on social media. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God specifically and not the word of God out of context either, right? The word of God as it is written, okay? So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God and the word of God does not return void. It goes forth to accomplish what it was set out to do. And I'm like, ooh, maybe that's it. Because these affirmations, like, they're returning void as far as I'm concerned. Like, they ain't working, right? So I'm like, okay, so where are the cards (laughs) that have the scripture and the truth on one side and a declaration of that truth on the other side to help me make this really practical? Because what I had really been doing a lot of in the beginning, and I encourage you to do at any point, although I've made this easier for you, you're welcome is write down, like I would look up the opposite usually of what I was experiencing and I'd start studying it, right? So since we're talking about fear, if I had based my whole life on fear, which was true for me, okay, cool. Like now I need to like massively study faith because clearly not living in that. So I'm going to study all the scripture on faith and I'm going to write the scripture on one side and I'm going to write a declaration of truth on the other. So I would just do this on index cards and I would put them all over my house. I would put them, I had this just bathroom closet. So I'd put them on the inside of that door. And while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm just studying and I'm reading and I'm going to memorize them every day, right? I would have them everywhere. So I decided to make this declaration deck so that every day I could pick a card because at least if you're studying and memorizing a word a day, then you're going to have all of these memorized very, very quickly, right? If you just take it one card a day and one declaration of truth a day and just recite it over and over throughout that day and watch what starts to happen, I found there's a card that is usually highlighted to you to pick from that resonates with that day. So it's super, super powerful. You can find them, they're on uh, Amazon, so you can get them there if that is something that you're interested in getting. It's just called The Declaration Deck by Juliana Page, so it should come up on there if that is something that you want. But it's so, so powerful. So I bring this up because I just recommend that if you've been a professional lie teller, (laughs) professional liar, right? Stop partnering with lies and stop lying to yourself and stop filling your head with truth and backing that up. Just flip the script on the enemy entirely and start making it easy for yourself to do that. Having these cards in front of you every day, keeping them in your purse, keeping them in your car, wherever, having them in front of you, start studying on a specific area that you know that you're weak in, start building up a record of truth in that area and start speaking back to the lies. Start speaking back to the lies, right? Even to this day, I'll say the Lord's Prayer every day. I say the Serenity Prayer every day. I start declaring who I am every day. It's just a very positive way to start pushing back darkness in your life. And it helps you get more motivated to move into the new. So when you think about it, to do what many are unwilling to do, I'm bringing up the need to speak back to the lies in your head because you've got to change the narrative in your brain. You've got to be on your side. You've got to have your own back. And when you do, you're going to stop looking to other people to do that for you. And then you can actually have genuine relationships. When you don't need people, the right people usually come to you, okay? Number two, 
God wants people that he can work with, right? The word of God says it, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Have you heard that before? If you want to to look that one up, it's Matthew 9, verses 35 to 38. But the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, right? Those that are willing to do the work required are few. Many can talk about it. Many can front like it. But the ones that actually walk it out and embody it are few, And when you're doing the work, you can discern those people that are doing the work too. It does no good, right? If you have, the scripture says, if you have the gift of prophecy, if you've got understanding, if you've got the gift of faith, right? If you are are really generous, none of that is, doesn't mean anything. None of it, if you don't have love. So just think about this. Many are unwilling to do the work, but it actually says in Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient to do what God is specifically and personally telling you to do, you shall eat the good of the land. But often we get so busy looking at what other people are doing, how far ahead they are, what they're practicing, maybe we should try that right? We get so distracted by taking our eyes off of our own race and off of our own lane that we should be running in that we're not even being obedient to the last thing that God told us to do. We end up doing a whole lot of things that we're not designed to do. And that gets old real quick. And we don't have that kind of time. I don't know if you've noticed. But if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There's a contingency there, right? If this, then you shall. Right? 2 Corinthians 8.12 says this, For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. So essentially what I pull from that is that when you start using what God put in your hand, he starts multiplying it. He starts revealing more to you. He gives you more steps to keep taking, right? Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. It's probably not going to make any logical sense is what that means. In all your ways, instead of trying to figure it out, instead of trying to understand, instead of trying to know all the steps and seeing the full picture, no, no, no. In all your ways, here's what you do. Acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. Acknowledge him. Make him the biggest thing that you're focusing on. Make him the biggest thing that you're focusing on. Okay? So many are unwilling to do that work. To build their life on the supernatural. On the things that are unseen. They're more comfortable working with what they can see, feel, taste, touch, smell. Working in physical. But the supernatural, the spiritual, is more real than the physical. That's where everything is happening. Okay? So God wants someone he can work with. But what does that mean? He wants somebody that is willing to do the work. And what is the work that he's asking for? He's not asking for busyness. He's not asking for perfection. He's not even asking for good things. He's requiring excellence. But the interesting thing about excellence, same with the word love, is that many of us have our own definition of what we think that means. Try it. Go ask five different people what they define love is. Go ask them what they they define excellence to be. You'll get different answers from every single person. But you've got to know what excellence looks like for you. You've got to know. What is excellence? Excellence, by definition, if you've ever looked it up, it means outstanding, impeccable, right? So when you think about things that are excellent or when you observe excellence in others, what do you notice? What do you notice? It's a quality of being outstanding and extremely good. There's a distinction about it, right? What does that mean? The very best, greatness, 
something you can really appreciate, truly exceptional, are you showing up with that quality for yourself, for your family, for your career, for your kids? Are you showing up in excellence? Is that the standard that you hold yourself to? Because that's what God is asking. And it's something that when you partner with him, that becomes attainable for you. Okay, so think about that. What adjustments is he asking you to make so that you can be excellent? So let's make this practical. You know, one of the things that he really started with me in the beginning was I had to get my mind right. You've got some stinking thinking. You're going to stay in the exact same place until you take your mind to somewhere different. You've got to expose your mind to my truth. Because if you stay exactly where you are by thinking all this stuff all the time, mm -mm, you ain't going nowhere. And it's going to be really hard for you. Then he started working on my attitude (laughs) and my energy and all of my insides and what I was literally building with or not, right? He had me working on my mouth, what I was speaking, my prayer life, intercession. He had me really working on my heart and areas that weren't healed there, right? You know, because you can think you're being excellent until you're exposed to excellence. And then that opens your eyes. It enlightens the eyes of your understanding so you can start seeing, practically speaking, where your work is. And that's where I knew I needed some help. I needed support, right? Like, I need to hire a therapist. I've got some healing work to do. I need to work with this coach. Like, I've been stuck in inaction for years. That ain't gonna work for me. Got some things to build, right? I need some spiritual advising. I need some help. (laughs) Can't do this by myself, right? If you've never known how to advocate for yourself, that can feel like a very, very challenging climb. And I'm definitely somebody that didn't have nurturing. I didn't have people speaking life into me. I didn't have people really helping my development, helping me steward my development. I didn't have that. So learning how to advocate for myself was something I was very poor at. I knew how to beat myself up, tear myself down, sabotage, hate myself. Like I got that mastered, right? But that wasn't working. Worked to a point and then it didn't. So learning how to advocate for myself, I had to start partnering with people that were good at it and that could help hold space for me and could really help model that for me. Because if I can't advocate for myself, that also means that I can't advocate for anybody else. Not authentically. Okay? So the other piece of this too, so speak back to lies, focus on being excellent and doing what God has told you to do. Be willing and obedient to whatever he's putting in your spirit to do whatever he's inspiring you to do so you don't have to move by desperation and pain but by inspiration instead inspiration literally means in spirit i am inspired i'm in the spirit and that's a much easier way to move in the god's vibes mastermind which will be launching again in march but we'll start april 10th we talk about spirit driven success very different way to build your life it is mind-boggling it's almost like an upside down narrative because God always works countercultural, always. So that's something that we really master and perfect in there. Now, the other piece is remember God. This was imperative to, again, start really building up your willingness because, again, sometimes we're unwilling just because we're, we're fearful. We've been hurt so many times. Other times we're unwilling because we're afraid of what it's going to (laughs) take. Other times we are really against responsibility. We've had a lot of false responsibility in our lives, so we don't want to take on the responsibility of something brand new, especially with something we don't know the details of. But what I want to do right now is help you just get the basics of, okay, activating these things will help you rise above that initial adversity. So when you can speak back to the lies that are in your head, they're going to constantly bombard you. But when you can stop just sitting and taking it and speaking back, a different version of you starts rising up. When you can start focusing on just being excellent every day, you start breaking the patterns then of sabotage, of perfectionism, of comparison, of all that other stuff. You just focus on being excellent and you've got a whole lot of work to do. Trust me. 
because you'll start seeing all the things about yourself that are not excellent. And not in a shame-based way, but in a way of, oh, yeah, yep, I can see where that's not healthy. Okay, I can see where I've got some work to do. Thank you, God, that you help me do whatever it is. Keep a guard over my mouth that I might not sin against you, whatever it might be, right? But really working with God to walk out (laughs) your salvation actively every day by being excellent. That's his standard, right? And then this other part is remember God. So something that I was not really aware of and something that also has been happening as I've been recording this audiobook is that this audiobook is full of stories. But the neat thing about this specific book, which is God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority, what I do in there is I do a breakdown of not knowing God to encountering God to how your life is radically different when you walk with God and really how the enemy sets up many attacks in all of our stories in the beginning of our lives so that we might sabotage our way through life and hopefully not encounter God, right? But when we do encounter God, everything changes and we become a weapon against the enemy instead. So this is a really powerful book. But what I do in this book is I start creating a track record with God because what I started to realize was that when I ran into God, he took me back through every really significant life-changing story in my life and reframed it from his point of view and walked me through what he was doing and where he was. And it was fascinating. But when you do that, you start to see, oh man, like if God did that, then he's totally able to do this. Or if God took me through that, then why wouldn't he carry me through this? Or if God showed up and was able to work that out, then I'm positive that he's somehow, in some way, going to make that happen, right? So when you start remembering God or putting God in remembrance, building this track record with him, you start actively remembering what he has done. And this becomes the foundation that you build your life on. It becomes foundation that you can fight from, that you can stand firm on, that you can drive from. It helps you with this boldness and this willingness because if God's got me, then this is gonna work. I don't have to see it all. I don't have to get it all. It doesn't have to make any logical sense, but God is on this and that's all I gotta know because God goes before me. He's my rear guard, like he's got me, right? So when you actively remind yourself of that, you start stirring yourself up in faith, which helps you move different, right? So what do you know that you know that you know that he did for you? Like there's gotta be something. Like what do you know that he did for you? And if he did that, He can do this thing now, right? Or if he took you through that, then obviously he can make this happen. Or if you're still here when the enemy did everything to take you out, like God kept you for some reason, right? And like that should absolutely encourage you. And it's imperative because as you're walking out destiny, as you're walking out your call, as you're boldly And courageously, what we talk about in Courage Co. is living your most courageous and impactful stories. You're actively doing that, right? Making courageous moves in your life. There will be threats, intimidating things that rise up and try to shake you. But a threat requires something about God you have to remember. You have to have this track record with God. So something like I like to do similar to creating these declarations and having like a stack of cards that you're constantly affirming and bombarding yourself with, like you've got to get the truth in, is also creating a list of all of these things that God has done and having that in a place that you can look at it, whether that's a note on your phone, whether that's a Word document, a journal, whatever it is, but something that you can access quickly when you need it most, that's God's done all of this And this is what God wants to be for me now. This is how God wants to show up for me now. And then you're just looking to him and expecting him, right? And be it according to you, like be it unto you according to your faith, right? So it helps you start building your faith when you know God has you. Also, you shall have what you say, right? So that's why that first piece is really, really important, right? You don't want to just say a whole lot of things, right? If you can't say anything that is full of truth, don't say it at all, (laughs) right? Check yourself before you wreck yourself for sure, okay? So recognize and don't even be disappointed by this. Like you're actually gonna see this more and more and more. Like I know this in the work that I do, something that I had to learn early on is that many like the idea of change, (laughs) 
not many are willing to. And that's just the sad truth, right? So it's really important that you can discern the difference, but know that for you too, right? So like when you're here to build something, you are going to want to bring builders on your team to support you, to build with you, to grow with you. But those aren't going to be people that don't do the work. It's just not going to work, right? So you've got to recognize those that are ready and willing to do the work. And you've got to be one of them if you're requiring that of other people. Listen, (laughs) if you want people to be really strong leaders, you've got to be one. You've got to go first, okay? So here are some of the things that I can highlight as examples of like, what do you mean though? Like that's kind of like a nebulous topic. Like what does it mean to be ready and willing and all the stuff? Got you, okay? Like here's some of the stuff to think about. Many are unwilling to go within. We live in a world that is so externally driven, right? Like I want that car, I want that income, I want that job, I want those paid benefits and bonuses, I want that house, I want that guy, I want that girl, I want, I want, I want, right? Very childish, actually, but like that's the world we live in, which just flashy surface stuff. I want to look like that. I want to like shoot this in my face so that it's smooth like that. I want to get these fake teeth. I want to do all these things, right? Like it's very, very flashy externally driven, okay? And we're bombarded by distractions all the time in the form of new social media information. It's everywhere, right? But if you're not trained to really monitor that, and guard your heart, it can get messy real quick. So what many won't do is they won't go within. They won't look inside at all. They won't look at their thoughts. They won't look at their emotions. They won't look at the ugliness and the impurities that are in their heart. They won't look at their behavior. They won't look at the impact that they're having. A lot of people refuse to look at themselves. And when they don't do that, everybody else is a scapegoat, really. They're They're a target for projection, for blame, for shame, for whatever this person is unwilling to look at. That other person is the cause of it, right? So it's really, really messy. Many people are not willing to go within. Now, I'll tell you, I used to be one of these people. I spent so many years of my life running because I was afraid of what I was going to find in there, right? I had these rejection, abandonment wounds running. So I thought, ooh, if I see what they see, then it's going to be bad, right? But those were lies, lies. (laughs) Spent a lot of years running. But it's a beautiful thing when you can heal and you can actually start to love yourself. Radical concept, but many people don't actually do that. They don't even know what that means. But that's something that is experiential and you can't love yourself unless you start looking at yourself. Good, bad, ugly, all of it. If you can love all of it, that's when you're really on to something. Another thing, heal. Okay? When you start looking within, you start seeing all these parts of you that aren't loving. Right? The quote says, it's not that we are here to go and seek for love, but to heal all of those parts of ourselves that are not loving. Not many do that work. Right? So... As I started going within, I was like, oof, I've got some unforgiveness here. I've got some resentment here. I've got some judgment going here. I've got some fear about this going on. Like none of that is a pure heart, right? God wants you to have a pure heart. And when you have a pure heart, you have a whole lot more beautiful energy to be working with and creating from, right? You've got life energy (laughs) flowing through you. That gives you energy. It creates life. It inspires. It uplifts. It encourages, right? But when you don't heal, you get bogged down by all that stuff because whatever you don't heal, it's still in there. It's still holding you back. You're just denying it. Okay? So a lot of times we don't go within because it hurts. It's painful. We can't process it. It doesn't make sense. It takes a lot of time. It takes as long as it takes. We don't know how long that is. Right? I've had things that take years. I have years, right? But in the big picture, like that's not that long. But unless we are willing to heal, we often put ourselves back in situations that create more pain that we still have to heal from. So we end up suffering even more unless we have the courage to be still and start embracing a healing journey. Start looking at ourselves so that we can start being more like him in the world. 
growing. This is another thing. A lot of us don't actively like to grow. So, you know, we just think that, oh, I can just have a business and run a business. No big deal. Um, you got to leave that, though. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I can just tell people what to do. No, that's not actually developing people, which great leaders actually develop people, right? They cultivate leadership and a healthy culture and environment. That doesn't happen by default, doesn't just happen, right? So in order to grow, you have to do uncomfortable things. You have to think through things. You have to feel through things. You have to gain skills. Think about emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, right? Mental health, physical health. These are all really important things to help you grow. Then there's also maturing. Spiritual maturity is a big thing. God doesn't want immature people. He wants healthy, mature people. Those are the kind that really change the world and can make some epic impact, right? When we're immature, it's a mess. You've probably been on the receiving end of that before and it doesn't feel good. So rather than looking at what others are or aren't doing, focus on yourself and how you can mature and grow and evolve. You can't control what other people are doing, but let that inspire you to develop. Then develop skills. Where you're weak, you can develop skills. Even in areas where you have talent, ability, anointing even, those require development, right? You might have a gift of communication, but that's something that you still cultivate. That's still something that you practice to get really, really good at. And then start stepping out. Start stepping out on these dreams, on these desires, on these things that God put in your heart. It's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to just, you know, keep it going in your brain. But at some point, you've got to take action. And actually make commitments that will require you to show up. So I've shared before, I wasn't good at showing up for me at all. Like, in fact, I learned how not to, right? So I had to start committing to things in order to start showing up. I had to start paying for a therapist, start paying for a coach, start going through and paying for programs to help me develop skills because I knew if I invested in it, I was going to get my investment back and then some. That's just how I'm wired. Like I'm going to, like I'm going to show up. But if I don't have a reason to show up, I ain't going to show up. Mm-mm. If I've got an option, mm-mm. like if I'm committed though, like I'm there. I'm there, (laughs) right? If it's a stretch for me, I'll show up, watch me, right? So it's like, you've got to do something that's going to cause you to step out and find that, pray for that. God, bring me the mentor, bring me the coach, bring me the therapist, guide me to that next person, this divine connection that's going to help me level up in my life the way you've designed me to. I know that I'm ready for more and I know that it's going to require much of me, but help me. Right? You can't do this without God. You can't. Right? But when you connect with God, you start doing impossible things. Right? Over here with God's vibes, we talk about really being an example of what's possible with God. That's what we need to see more examples of and people modeling the way for. Right? You can't do that if you don't start doing and committing to these things that I'm just listing off here. Right? So to beef up... (laughs) Your willingness, right? Because the willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land, right? So to beef up your willingness, you've got to start talking back to the lies. Start speaking truth. Like literally when you think about putting out a fire, right? You want to do that with your words. You want to come at all the lies intensely, passionately. No weak, like don't say the same prayers over and over. Like activate that power. Like do you believe you? Keep going until you believe you, until you believe what you're saying is true. Like, get to that point, right? Then be excellent in the areas where you know and you know, you know, (laughs) you know more than anybody else where you are not being excellent. And you're not going to be in integrity until you start being excellent. Because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you don't start being excellent for you, You won't be excellent for anything you do for other people or anything that you are here to create in the world. It will be halfsies, half-hearted, weak effort. Ew, not you, not you. Start being excellent. Keep your commitments. Let your word mean something. Show up. 
Do the things that feel hard. Start working out every day. Start giving your body what it needs. Start giving your body the rest it needs. Start surrounding yourself with people that encourage you, that build you up. Start changing your circle. Start stepping out on those things that you know to step out on. Start being excellent. Start being impeccable with your words. Start renewing your mind. There's so many things that you can do, but you know that one thing that you need to do. Do that one thing vigorously until God gives you another one. And then remember God. Remember what he's done. Remember what he carried you through. Bring that to the forefront because that's a launching pad for what he wants to do next. And ask him, God, who do you want to be for me now? Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right? Many are unwilling to go within, to heal, to grow, to mature, to develop skills, to step out, to let their word mean something, to not just preach it, but to be about it. Many are unwilling to do that. Don't even be surprised for it. That just is what it is. That's your average human but you're not average. You're here to be extraordinary. And with God, you can do that. But it will require something of you. It will require sacrificing what you've known. It will require sacrificing what's made you comfortable. It will require you stepping out in some way and start really showing up for you and start being accountable. And if you don't have that accountability, get it in your life. Hire it if you have to. And you might have to in the beginning, but it's worth it because if you can build up your character, if you can rewire your operating system, you will be a different human and you will create very different things in the world. And that is everything. That is everything. Okay? So something that I've shared, I currently still have this offer available. I have decided it has been on my heart to open up 10 one-on-one coaching spots, 10 of them. Okay. So they are open until they are filled. It's literally first come first serve. Essentially what we do is we hop on the call. We talk about it. We decide if coaching is a good fit for you right now in this season. If it is, what it looks like is meeting once a week, once a week for 60 minutes every week, for three months straight, and then after three months, you can decide to keep going. Often people work with me six months a year, even longer, right? It just depends because coaching changes you. It helps you become, it helps you listen to the master coach, God. It helps you start becoming a coach to yourself, an advocate for yourself. Helps you start rewiring your insides. It helps you start stepping out in courageous ways. It changes you entirely like you will not be the same human and it's so so powerful and it happens in a very accelerated way (laughs) very accelerated way my my clients know usually on every call a miracle happens honestly and we pray together we pray in between calls lots of lots of lots of testimonies happen that often wouldn't be possible if they weren't willing to show up and do this work. So I am offering that to 10 people. So if that is something that is resonating with you, I wouldn't think about it and overthink it. I would just move on what you know. Move on what you know to be true. You can email the team at info at julianapage.com and we will get something on the calendar to connect and go from there. So if you feel led to do that, email info at julianapage.com. Those spots will be open until they're not. (laughs) Okay, so there is that. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, a reminder, go ahead and do that now. Leave a comment, rate the podcast, give me five stars, leave a comment. And then also visit julianapage.com under the podcast page to make sure that you get your free gift for doing that, the God's Vibes Matter devotional. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 
12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation fully confident knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.